It's the Talking Games Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 52 of the Talking Games Podcast. It's officially the 27th of February. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. A uh, quick note before we begin. Uh, yes, I had an accident on Friday. Uh, thank you to Rogue, who's going to be helping me out again this week. He doesn't have an account because he's not a regular. Uh, he'll be doing it on mine, but thank you very much to him. Uh, and also uh, to the uh, couple of people who wish me well, thank you. Uh, I didn't have internet Monday to Wednesday, so I couldn't really work. Uh, the storm had knocked out some power cables, and yeah, it, was, it wasn't it was a good time beginning of the week with those storms. But uh, we're okay now. Um, other than that, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, thank you very much to Chloe for joining me this week. Hello. Hello. Uh, no Shinobi or Bam Bam. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're both asleep. Uh, it is Sunday and it's rather nice outside, so I don't know whether I'll be uh, taking a trip down the local pub, but I think I might uh, because it's been a while since I've been out. Uh, I'm not able to walk too much because of my ribs, um, but... I do like how you're not able to walk too much as you, ribs, but your first response is, the weather's nice, let's go for a drink. <laughs> Yes, I, it's not, I, I'm English, all right? I'm British. It's what we do when the weather's hot. We get pissed. Good point. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I, I had a bit of an accident. You guys know, we spoke about this before. I'm not going to go into again what's wrong with me, uh, but it is a lifelong condition, and unfortunately I had to deal with it, and it does come with uh, side effects, including what happened on Friday. Um, but anyway, uh, it is officially Sunday. Uh, thank you, everybody who subscribed to us on YouTube. Uh, we will have uh, early access WWE 2K22 footage uh, coming next weekend. Uh, Sunday and Monday, there's going to be a ton of videos up, uh, including the full roster. Uh, there will be deep dives into all the features. I know this is something that a lot of people on YouTube have asked us for because we did a, w- uh, a wrestling game video last week um or a couple of weeks ago now we will be doing a deep dive into 2k22 thank you to so much to 2k who is sending us a full copy uh, to do a full review uh, i'm a wrestling game fan i have been playing them since the late 80s so i do know the uh the, the genre very well um but yeah if you're interested in that that will be up on youtube next weekend uh but uh one thing that is speaking of storms and all the bad stuff that's happened over this last few weeks. Uh, Russia has now invaded Ukraine. The footage from that is unbelievably horrifying. Uh, if I was still in shape and was about 10 years younger, uh, because I was a former member of the British Armed Forces, uh, I would consider going to Ukraine myself and helping them fight the Russians. Um, because what they're doing is abhorrent. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are dying. Uh, they are needlessly killing civilians uh, but to the individual or individuals i don't know whether this is one person or multiple to be honest uh, but somebody's been creating video game footage uh, presented as videos of ukraine war what uh now this is one thing this is kind of trolling and I will say in some instances, stuff where you mix in video game footage with real life stories can be humorous. It can be uh, used as a meme. Yeah, but not when you're doing it about a situation like this. Yes, this is people dying uh, and it should never be presented lightly. It should never be used as a means to gain views. 
this is a very serious situation which could realistically result in nuclear war. We could all die by the end of the year if this escalates anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is not funny. And I do not find this funny in the slightest. Uh, the footage falsely presented as pictures of the Ukraine war uh, is an ongoing, painful and emo- emotional topic for many people, especially Ukrainians, because people are dying left, right and centre. Uh, footage from video games has been misattributed as real footage of Ukraine war. Uh, social networks are beginning to ramp up attempts to stop it spreading. Uh, some footage appears to have been purposely doctored to represent news coverage. Uh, misleading viewers about the true states of the war. Apologies for hearing that. Some idiot outside honking his horn. Thanks very much. Uh, other footage seems to be used as a means of simply receiving engagement on social media, so they're doing it for views. Uh, even if unintentional, this is going to harm people because it's without context. It's spreading misinformation. <sighs> I swear, some people should just not be allowed near the internet. Uh, these were pulled off Facebook and Twitter. The game in question is Armour 3, uh, which is a realistic military game. Uh, the security analyst Michael A. Horowitz posted and then removed a separate video of what he looked to be a fighter jet dogfight. Now, Ukraine doesn't have fighter jets. Russia does. So that should have been number one, that this is stupid. Uh, but Simon's been revealed to the altered footage of flight combat. Oh my god, flight combat simulator <laughs> VSS world. Uh, time of writing the footage remains live on the official Twitter account of the Ukrainian Ministry of Defense. Uh, Michael Horowitz commented on Twitter: "I've deleted footage of the plane being shot down above Kiev, as it has he's misspelled Kiev, but anyway, seems to be from a video game. That's a very realistic one. Sorry for the mistake." Uh, game footage is only one part of the current misinformation puzzle. Uh, there's clips of previous conflicts, military training, uh, gaining more traction. It is going very, very uh, well. Not going. It's it's starting to gain traction on Facebook. Uh, subsequently announced the creation of a special operations centre, which they're using to combat hate speech and privacy protections for UK users and Ukrainian users. Uh, with all situations in your own use of social media. Please approach things like this with scepticism because take them with a pinch of salt, in other words, because very often they're not, they're fake. There's a lot of fake news on on Facebook and it is used primarily on Facebook because they get away with it. But there is no fighter jet dogfights over Ukraine. It's not happening. Uh, and please show respect to people. There is a, uh, a very, very cool uh, feature from Games Radar on their website of what it's like for game developers in new in ukraine i will leave a link to that down below go read it it's a very good read uh, cyberpunk cd project red developer uh, and others in the gaming industry is condemning the attack on russia though uh, the war of mind maker 11-bit studios is one of several donating to human aid uh, organizations uh, particularly protesting against putin um, there is also a current theory out on putin Oh. Did you see the uh, the video that woman posted on Twitter about a poem about being his mum? He wouldn't. No. Be. So basically, she wrote a really cringy poem. Uh, I will leave a link to this video down below. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. I think it's 
I don't think it's most critical. Uh, what's his name? Penguin Zio or Penguinzo or Penguin Zo, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he did a video on it. Uh, some ordinary gamers did a video on it as well. It is really cringe. But she basically said that he wouldn't be going into war if uh, he she was his mum, <laughs> which is just face palm. But there's another one as well where a lot of people are thinking or, or are calling Putin homosexual, which is outlawed in Russia. You're not allowed to be gay in Russia. It's penalty of death. But because of the fact he's never been married, never have kids, he's always with his shirt off on horses, touching animals. He's very flamboyant. They're using that as a as a means to uh, to make Putin look bad to Russia. Right. Trying because it's illegal in Russia being like being yeah, gay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But Putin, so... they're calling Putin gay because of the stuff that he does, <sighs> which is I I I I. It, that is very clever, and a lot of UK, a lot of governments in the past have used that sort of propaganda in order to discredit their opponents, leaders, in the eyes of their people. And in Russia, that would be considered a weakness. So whether you know, yeah, I, it I want, would, yeah. but yeah, it seems like a very dangerous route to go down. Mm, because all, like. yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was just thinking. The yeah. minute you give the minute you give him something to attack you with, he's going to retaliate. Yeah, yeah, and there's also the issues with Belarus of what they've done with people who have called them out in the past. Uh, is that, I think I don't know whether we ever talked about that, but they see the journalist off a plane. Um, but That's yeah, no. Nah. Um, but early this week, Russian troops have invaded Ukraine. Uh, they launched 200 missiles at the country. Uh, some of which have hit residential areas. Uh, the latest one, which was a yesterday evening, uh, hit a residential tower block, killed two people, injured nine others. Uh, 50,000 Ukrainian citizens have been displaced in the, in the country. However, there are a number of people in Kiev right now uh, which are arming themselves and making Molotov cocktails. Regular men, women and children are taking up arms to fight Russian the Russian mm -hmm. army. Uh, but game developers in, U in Ukraine have responded promptly to this uh, by increasing the number of studios outside the invading nation as well as inside are speaking out in solidarity with the Ukrainian people in condemnation of Russia's actions. 11-bit uh, Studios, who is uh, based in Poland, uh, they made the game Frostpunk and the War of Mine, uh, came out in vigorous opposition to the war, releasing a statement on Twitter brandishing F the war hashtag uh, and reading in part let's let this message resonate with everything you know about this war how war kills people devastate devastates their lives and homes uh, the statement also declared that all profits earned from this war is mine uh, from the next seven days will be donated to the Ukrainian Red Cross aid victims uh, this morning, Cyberpunk developer CD Projekt Red, also based in Poland, uh, which borders Ukraine to the west, announced on Twitter it will be donating one million uh, Polish zloty, uh, roughly two hundred forty-two thousand uh, dollars, to the Pol Polska Ashka Humanitaria, uh, which is basically a humanitarian group uh, based in Poland. Uh, who helps Ukraine? Who is helping the Ukrainian people? Uh, the recent invasion on Ukraine, our friends and neighbours left us shocked and outraged. Uh, we cannot remain indifferent in the face of such injustice, and we ask everybody to join in and help in any way you can. Together, we can make a difference. That came directly from CD Projekt Red on Twitter. Critivo, uh, who is based in California, uh, has also posted a statement on Twitter condemning the war. 
there's a number of other companies. State of Play Games is another one. Uh, Amanitaria Design, which are based in Poland as well. Uh, no, sorry, Czech Republic. Uh, there's also uh, and a couple of other studios. There's a lot of studios are now starting to pick up uh, pace. Uh, EA is apparently also looking to make a further statement and make donations. There's a lot of studios now that are uh, are jumping on this. Um, Good. Not least in part because of that idiot who posted yeah. gameplay footage. But uh, hopefully, and this goes out to you, if you are listening in Ukraine, um, I'm wishing you every hope that you survive this um, because I, I'm, yeah, I, I, if I was still fit enough to do it, I would come over and help, to be honest. And I, I urge anybody uh, around Ukraine, uh, if you are, can help in any way, donate, go and fight, uh, enlist in the army if you have to. Um, but this, this Russian assault is something else. And this mm. will be the start of World War Three. It's an extremely scary time. Uh, yeah. But going from that into more gaming news, uh, NVIDIA uh, has reportedly been compromised by a cyber attack. Uh, it's currently unclear if your data has been affected, if you are an NVIDIA customer. However, uh, the Telegraph, uh, which claims that America's biggest microchip company has seen parts of its business taken offline for two days, according to a report, was believed to be a malicious network intrusion has completely compromised NVIDIA's internal systems, including email and dev kits, uh, which has been suffering from outages since the middle of the week, so Wednesday. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it is unclear uh, if any data has been stolen or deleted from NVIDIA or its customers. They don't know the extent yet. Uh, there's still no news on this, uh, but a spokesman told The Telegraph, we are investigating, we don't have any additional information to share at this time. Uh, Alan Woodward, who is a security expert at the University of Surrey, told the Telegraph the video is unlikely to shut down its internal systems uh, to minimise the risk of future damage. Uh, the ultimate concern is that somebody may have been put something in one of the software updates, he said. They'll be going through trying to make sure to see if there's any indication that anything has changed in their software that they have shipped to their clients. Uh, if the report is accurate, the attack will represent at least the second major security breach for NVIDIA in the last six months. Uh, last oh, summer... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the video, Steam, and Epic, I mean, Epic Games and Steam, they never really had this sort of cyber attacks. But the video is constantly being hit. Why do you think that is? Is that, are they a lot, are they a lot smaller? Well, no, I mean, NVIDIA is primarily, they make graphics cards. But they have the GeForce Now uh, service. So, I mean, they're, they're not as big as Steam or Epic Games, but why are they constantly being hit? I have no idea. <laughs> Me neither, to be honest. I don't. I don't understand why they're why they're being targeted. I mean, I'd I'd argue I'd argue it's because they can't get to Steam or Epic, mm. so they're going. So they're at least going for something. Yeah. That's the yeah. only logical conclusion I can come up with. Yeah, I mean, or, um, or they're trying to, or they're trying to use this as like a stepping stone. Well. There are no current ties between NVIDIA's attack on uh, of NVIDIA's attack. There's no there's no link currently uh, between NVIDIA and the Russian-Ukrainian war. Yeah, I did wonder that when you said that this had happened within the last few days. I was like, this is that this is frustratingly appropriate time. Well, or inappropriate timing, I should say. Mm. 
Because so I'm it, thinking, where where are Nvidia start uh, based from? I don't know. Let me see. I know. I mean, they do have bases in Russia and they have bases uh, in Ukraine. Ah, right. Okay. Well, then that suddenly makes a lot more sense then. Yeah. I mean, they are also obviously. Um, they are obviously a US company, but they are also based there. So it, it could be Oh, US, US company based in Yeah, they're, they're, in seven, they're, in, they're based yeah. in seven countries. No, that, that basically makes it sound like this probably is connected to that then, because they're a US company. Mm, and Russia don't like the US. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, but they have several bases. They're not yeah. just... Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, but... Yeah. Two of them are Russia and Ukraine. I mean, come on. Yeah. If this and, isn't, and if this isn't, if the, exactly, if this isn't connected, it is hella coincidental. Yeah, yeah. Uh, U.S. government has told companies to prepare uh, for potential cyber attacks uh, following the wake of Russia's invasion from Russian forces. Uh, but anyway, Alejandro Mayorkas, as uh, U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security, said uh, there's no information to suggest a specific credible cyber attack against the U.S. homeland, but it is all every company's and theirs responsibility to be prepared, uh, particularly in relation to companies like NVIDIA, who deal in software and hardware. Ah, speaking of Steam. Uh, Valve has no apparently no plans to take its own uh, Xbox Game Pass, uh, but it would like to bring uh, PC Game Pass to Steam. So we could, for PC users, I mean, I don't know whether how that would work with a Microsoft store, because Microsoft has their own online PC store, which is PC Game Pass. Steam want to help Microsoft put that service on Steam. Which is that would make sense, because I don't know that many people who have a PC that use the Microsoft Store over Steam anyway, unless they're after specific games. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're basically saying they want to put Xbox Game Pass on the Steam Deck. Which is cool. Okay. I mean, Xbox did say they wanted to put the Game Pass on Nintendo one day, even though that wouldn't work. That's never done off. <laughs> That's never, I mean, a Switch wouldn't be able to handle the amount of games on there for a start. Well, but, yeah. Yeah. Gabe, uh, Gabe Null, who is the Valve president, uh, shared that he doesn't think the company needs his own version of Game Pass. He said he'd be more than happy to work with Microsoft to get it on Steam, though, with the PC Game Pass. Uh, speaking of PC Gamer, uh, Null suggested that despite him understanding the popularity of such services like Xbox Game Pass, he doesn't see Valve committing resources to do a similar version anytime soon. Uh, he said, I don't think that's something we need to do ourselves, build a subscription service at this time. Uh, but for customers, it's clearly a popular option, and we're more than happy to work with them to get that on Steam in the future. Uh, this obviously in line with things he said previously about pushing back against closed platforms and exclusivity. He also said that PC uh, is open, uh, is a superpower in terms of cross-generation, cross-platform. Uh, so that is his dream, is to bring Xbox Game Pass to Steam. Let us know in the comments, actually, whether... That would be something you'd like to see because me personally, I don't have a gaming PC yet. It's something I'm saving for, but I would actually like to see Game Pass on PC, to be honest, because I think then that would. I mean, I don't I mean, I know people have said that it's taking it from Xbox, make it bigger. But I do think. If Xbox was to put Game Pass on PC, the people that only have an Xbox because of Game Pass. Would that? Do you think that would take? Probably. 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that's quite th- damaging. Thinking, yeah, thinking about it, that wouldn't be a good idea for them because then you would have less people. Mm. But the only way that the only way they would be able to get around that problem yeah. is making Xbox exclusive games. Yeah, if that made sense. Yeah. So then you will. So then people that have a PC still have, and and a. So those people that have only bought the Xbox for the game for the Game Pass still have an still have a reason to have one because otherwise they're missing out on certain games if that makes any sense. Mm. I mean, Microsoft has stopped selling games exclusively through Microsoft Store. Uh, they have started putting games on Steam, uh, but Bethesda also said it was foregoing its own launcher uh, because it wants to put Steam also put the games on Steam going forward as well. Uh, Game Pass would pose a bit more of an issue, though, because there's different versions of the game's appearance on the service as opposed to digital storefronts like Steam. Uh, March of last year, uh, Neo Automata uh, on PC Game Pass was actually a better copy than what was on Steam originally. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Steam Deck is now out. The people who pre-ordered uh, Larby first in the first batch, first rounds have already gone out. Uh, we do have an article on the website for THQ. Uh, they've listed their entire library will be available on Steam Deck. You can buy all of them. Uh, there's also a huge amount of games that are going to be available on Steam Deck uh, already, starting from launch. It isn't great, the Steam Deck. The reviews have not been fantastic, uh, as a lot of people thought. Um, they are calling the thing a little bit uncomfortable. They've also said it's kind of slow. The graphics aren't as good as a regular PC. But it's it's had mixed reviews. But you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to actually getting one because at the moment I can't afford a gaming PC. Having a Steam Deck is obviously a cheaper option. Mm. Interesting. Let us know if you've actually got one because I would like to see what the uh, what people's thoughts of it, regular people's thoughts, not critics and reviewers. Speaking of a whole load of nonsense, uh, speaking of Microsoft, Call of Duty execs have been accused of using Microsoft deal to line their own pockets. <sighs> What I mean, <laughs> uh, this is coming from a batch of new lawsuits. So Activision's being sued again. Oh, uh, new lawsuits arguing the filings with the SEC withheld important information. Uh, two Blizzard shareholders have filed lawsuits against Activision Blizzard uh, for making allegedly inadequate, inadequate. I can't inadequate. speak. Thank you. Disclosures no of recent filings of the SEC about its deal to sell to Microsoft. Uh, the investors further allege that big payouts for Bobby Kotich and others would result from the deal have created a massive conflict of interest. As reported by the Polygon, or bought by Polygon, I should say, uh, Carl Watson had filed a lawsuit in California on the 24th, uh, calling Activision Blizzard's recent several hundred page proxy statement to the SEC, uh, which outlined its deal with Microsoft. Uh, materially misleading and incomplete uh, basically alleges the deal is better for Act- uh, Activision Blizzard executives and board members than it is for the average investor uh, Watson's lawyers argue the company is trying to obscure that fact by leaving certain information about how the deal came together and who will remain employed after it goes through uh, especially in relation to Bobby Kotich who we know is going to leave we know he's out the door when this deal goes through. Uh, he has confirmed that as well as Xbox has confirmed that. Thank However, yeah, however, 
there is the added issue that if he actually does what he promised to Xbox, which was to to get rid of the culture in Activision before the deal goes through, so he has 16 months left. If he manages to do that, he will keep his job and walk away with an additional 22 million. On top of the 410 million he's already getting. What? Yeah. Which isn't great. Isn't great news because Bobby Kotich is a is a <laughs> is one of those who's doing it in himself. He isn't just an innocent bystander who's let this thing slide. Well, not to say innocent. He's not a bystander. I was say, he never would have been innocent anyway because he's no. in charge of the company. Therefore, it should have been looking into this beforehand. Yeah, it's he, he's a bystander who, who he's claimed pretending to be a bystander who's been well aware of what's going on and let it slip. That's one mm. thing. But he's actively gone out and done it himself. He's not just a member of management who who let this thing go. He's actually like he's actually engaged. one of he's the engaged. people that's actually yeah. He's engaged in sexual harassment and and abuse and death threats to to women in the office. He's one of those people himself. So we can't why exactly... why is it every time we do one of these podcasts this comes up and I end up wanting to throw something at a wall. <laughs> well. <laughs> Activision will be remaining in the news for the foreseeable future until this deal goes through. We've yeah. got another 18 months of Activision Blizzard lawsuits and investigations. Yay! <laughs> it's going to happen until Microsoft officially, if they manage to actually get the company, because SEC is, is clearly up their butt with this. But if I'm they still surprised to... they want to, given yeah. all I mean, the... It, I... Um... Yeah, Sorry, given everything. Say. I was just saying I'm still surprised they want to, given everything surrounding it, i.e. this. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these, these lawsuits continue to drag on and last until, you know, the, after this deal goes through. It'll be Microsoft that's picking up the bill, mm. which isn't, to, isn't too much of a big deal for them because of the fact that they're worth trillions. Apart they're from the fact that it runs the risk of tarnishing their reputation because yeah. they've basically just gone, yeah, we're going to buy out a company that's filled with sexual harassment cases. Mm. I mean, the, the, way, they've, the way they've uh, put this forward, though, is that they're saying they bought the company because of those, uh, because of those issues to try and that make, turn make the company any, around. Any yeah, but they're trying to turn the company around. And they know that they can't do that with Bobby Kotick in leadership. Yeah, but if what you've just said is true and he's done a fi- and there is a way he can keep his job, then I mean, as of right now, he's set to leave. He is still going to make four hundred and ten million dollars. That's his buyout. But if he manages to turn the company around, not only could he keep his job, he'll get an additional twenty-two million, which isn't great. Uh, a second shareholder lawsuit, though, has made similar claims on the 25th, so two days ago, uh, by Shiva Stein. Uh, Polygon notes uh, Stein reportedly filed complaints like these all the time, so this isn't new for her uh, to do so. But according to Reuters, uh, some argue they're often frivolous, uh, as others said they help keep the companies honest about their filings. She, they said we disagree with the allegations made in this complaint and look forward to presenting our arguments to the court. Uh, the lawsuits are certainly right about one thing, though, and that's Kotich and the rest of his uh, management team have golden parachutes coming if the deal goes through. Uh, Axios reported last week Kotich could receive as much as 22 million 
if the board of directors, many of whom are his friends, decide he's done enough to fix the years of workplace abuse. So it's going to be the Activision Blizzard board. That gets to decide whether or not Curtis he's done a good enough job. job. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, I think we both know where this is going to turn out then. Yeah. Uh, we actually know the payouts as well. Uh, the payouts for the executive, Bobby Kovacic is set to get an additional $22 million, not including the $410 million that he's already got. Uh, CFO Armin Zerza is going to get an additional $25.3 million. Chief Operating Officer Daniel Allegri is going to get $29.1 million. Uh, Admin Officer Brian Bulato is getting 11.3. And Legal Officer Grant Dixon will get 14.7. Surprisingly, though, uh, Dixon and Bulato haven't even been at Activision for a year yet. Uh, They joined in March last year. Because they're members of the board. They they were hired (laughs) to lead as directors of the company. But they haven't even been there a full year yet. And they're already getting massive payouts. Uh, Dixon yeah, arrived in June. Yeah, I mean, Dixon arrived in June, so he's only been there six months. Uh, he replaced Chris Walther, who's the previous legal chief officer, who conspicuously ended his more than decade-long year uh, time at Activision uh, after the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing filed his lawsuit, which isn't surprising. Uh, Blasso, meanwhile, used to work for Trump who sent an email to Activision Blizzard developers last December, begging them not to unionise. Uh, that is going to happen, though, so he failed in that. Uh, QA testers at Call of Duty Warzone studio Raven uh, recently, famously went ahead anyway, are currently fighting the company to hold an election uh, to become officially recognised by the National Labour Relations Board, uh, which decide if you can unionise or not. Uh, management attempted to stall these proceedings, however, argue that either everyone at Studio must unionise or nobody can, which is ridiculous and against union laws. Uh, part of their union-busting offensive, the company's been holding internal meetings to spread negative information about unions, uh, which is, again, against union laws. You're not allowed to do that. Uh, the Washington Post reported that Raven senior director David Pellis uh, told a meeting full of developers that a union would be bad for the studio because it might prevent management from forcing developers to work overtime. Uh, that's a bad thing, Hal. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't Hell, understand what yeah, the issue not, is here. We can't force you to do work you don't want to do. <laughs> that's yeah. bad. Uh, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, Daisy, you're an idiot, mate. That's never going to work. That is a moronic <laughs> thing to say. I don't, well, I mean, to be fair, actually, in this day and age, I'm not entirely sure it is. Yeah, well, his reasoning for it was apparently you couldn't force developers to work overtime, in which case the games would be worse. Which. No, you just. Crunch, yeah, I mean, you, crunch is one thing, but it's voluntary in a lot of other companies, in a lot of other industries. Crunch is voluntary. You can yeah. decide if you want to do that or not. And often it comes with bonuses because you've worked longer than your contracted hours. He's saying that we're not going to pay you more to do overtime. Instead, we're not going to be able to force you to do overtime. So these games are going to be worse. And therefore, it's a bad thing to unionise. It's not. I mean, it's a bad thing for them, I suppose. It's a bad thing for the company because they're going to have to shell out more money. Yeah. But at the same time, Activision Blizzard is now owned by Microsoft. It's worth so therefore, they million. have the money to do that now. Exactly. So what's their so problem? <laughs> they're, they're just being selfish 
Words I can't say because you'll end yeah. up leaking it out. <laughs> yeah. Call of Duty is apparently taking a year off next year. Uh, they won't be back next yeah, year. Yeah, right. 2023, <laughs> there'll be no Call of Duty again. Uh, but the development has historically is historically a crunch-heavy schedule. Call of Duty execs are known for making Call of Duty games heavily crunch-based, so developers now will work 80, 90 hours a week, which is an insane amount of hours. A little uh, bit. Yeah. Uh, addition being bad for workers, apparently it's also led to less than stellar games. Uh, Bloomberg reported Activision Blizzard has decided to not put out a new Call of Duty in 2023, uh, which has come with recent entries have underperformed, including Vanguard. Now, Vanguard is still in the top 10 for the most bought games boxed in the UK. Uh, even though it didn't sell as well as uh, other releases that came out around the same time, uh, it's still going strong, pretty much. FIFA 22 is slightly above it, which is surprising. Uh, early this week, uh, Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin uh, sent a letter addressed directly to Kotich, uh, calling the CEO to negotiate in good faith with the workers and stop trying to undermine their efforts to unionise. Uh, Activision Blizzard's pending deal with Microsoft most likely prohibit the company from entering, for entering a collective bargain agreement unless Microsoft approve it. Uh, shortly after the deal was first announced, CEO Phil Spencer said in an interview he wasn't familiar enough with unions to comment on the organising efforts, which is not surprising because they don't really have unionisation in America. It's more of a European mm-hmm. thing. Uh, quick note though uh, the Activision Blizzard's harassment settlement is one step closer to approval uh, good or bad it is nearing the end uh, a judge has denied the DFEH's regulator's request to delay the lawsuit uh, is allowing plans for the settlement between the US uh, Equal Op- Employment Opportunity Commission to move forward uh, despite the California state's regulator's request for a delay in the proceedings uh, the decision was filed yesterday. Uh, district court in the district court is a late setback for the DFEH attempts plans to intervene in the deal. Uh, the EEOC uh, deal, if you don't know, results in a very meagre payout. So, yeah, uh, this basically came about. If you don't remember, uh, the DFEH has apparently a conflict of interest because two of their lawyers previously used to work. Uh, for the federal government and now working for the DFEH. Uh, they used to obviously work for the SEC and now they work for the... So, so they, there is a conflict of interest between the two lawsuits because they they led the SEC investigation and then they went and led the uh, DFEH investigation and both of those have coincided at the same time, which is why there is uh, issues involving the, the Department of Fair Employment and Housing in California. Uh, they agreed last year to settle sexual harassment and discrimination claims against Activision. Uh, employees have accused of facilitating sexual abuse at the highest levels. Uh, DFEH alleges that the federal settlement would harm its own case uh, by potentially letting Activision Blizzard destroy relevant, ele- relevant evidence, which we know we have. they have because they've been shredding documents. Uh, that news came out in November and December last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, judge denied its request to formally join the suit to oppose the agreement in December. Uh, they appealed last month in January. Uh, the appeal will proceed, though. The EEOC's case won't be stayed during that period. 
the DFEH has never clearly enunciated what advantage it seeks to gain by its participation. Similarly, there's no reason I think a state would simply do anything about this lawsuit. A hearing will set, set to weigh formally approving the federal statement. Uh, the complaints against Activision Blizzard are obviously predate Microsoft attempting to buy it. Uh, the company entering discussions a couple of months after the EOC promote, agreement was promote, proposed, though, doesn't give a great look. Uh, the proposed settlement requires Activision Blizzard to set up an $18 million fund, $18 million for the number of people who have suffered harm, which results is is going to stretch into the thousands because there are mm-hmm. thousands of people have come out about Activision Blizzard since that lawsuit or since these allegations came out. There's been a couple of thousand people, past, yeah. present and, and potential future. People that don't even work for Activision have said they've been sexually abused by the members of the team. Uh, one quick note, though, before we jump to deals of the week. Uh, leaders who enable toxic culture must go. Uh, that came from an EA executive, surprisingly. Uh, Laura Muir uh, calls out bosses who fall short of basic standards of human decency. So, basically, the... Shout out to Laura, that... you absolute bamf. <laughs> Basically, this means Toltich needs to do one. Yeah. I, this, I mean, this is surprising coming from EA because they are known for scummy practices in the past. Yeah, but Particularly to be fair, there, there is a line. Yeah, they do have a line and Activision seems to have not only jumped over that They've line. They've pole vaulted it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the ex- uh, EA sorry, executive had used her keynote speech at DICE 2022 uh, we will go into DICE in just a moment uh, to call out toxicities, uh, toxicity in games companies, particularly Activision Blizzard. Uh, she did say, uh, let's face it, there have been some rough headlines uh, with EA over the last 25 years. Uh, stories about negligence and lawsuits, all stemming from leaders, though, who failed to uphold standards we've come to expect. Women have been harassed in these companies, bullied, marginalised, held back in their careers, paid less, much, much less. There are real stories, real human beings, and this is going on in companies in our industry today. She also said leaders will fall as basic standards must go. Uh, she was clearly directing that at Bobby Kotich. The Wall Street Journal report alleged that Kotich was aware, obviously, of the statement. Uh, Kotich was also accused of mistreating several female employees himself, including making death threats to a uh, female employee in 2006. Activision spokesman said the accusation, Mr. Kotich quickly apologised. And Microsoft still want to keep this guy? Reportedly, they're basically saying that if he does a good job and gets rid of the culture, then he may a have... A culture that he's... Fl- well, I yeah, would say he started, but... Like, I, wouldn't, yeah. I would say he started. It, no, this, that's this why was I was going just going to change it. Yeah, that's I mean, why I was, was about to change it. This was going on before Kotich was actually in the company. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as what it is now. So he's he's basically, he's made the culture worse by being there because he's allowed it to continue. At least in the former owner's case, they, most of the, most of the time they dealt with it, that the culture was still there. Coaches just come in and made it 10 times worse, pretty much. Mm. Uh, but before we finish this up, we're going to be jumping into some deals of the week. Uh, Elden Ring, currently on Steam, is $34.99 for CD keys. You can go check that out down below. Uh, cost USB condenser game and microphone uh, is currently $44.99 at Amazon. 
Uh, HyperX microphones are extremely good. Uh, definitely go have a look at that if you're looking for a brand new mic. Uh, you'll be also able to get a free PC game this week on Steam. Pa- Plunder Panic uh, is currently available for free on the Steam. Uh, expires on the 1st of March, so definitely jump into that quickly. Astria Ascending on PS4 Nintendo Switch is currently £16.90. Uh, is down by about £3-£4. It's definitely a game worth getting. You don't see a game like that go down very often. Uh, Mario Rabbids is also £16.49 on the Nintendo eShop. That's a deal this week. Assassin's Creed Valhalla Season 1 Pass is currently £16.49 on the PS Store. Uh, you can also get Nintendo Switch 1.132 Grade A uh, for £219. That is £40 off at John Lewis. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight Collection PS4 is £15.95 from the game collection. Uh, that's 20% off. You can also get a physical copy of Halo Infinite uh, for Series X and S uh, for 33.60, that is down from 40 pounds, so about six pounds off there. Uh, at game this week, there is a huge number of deals. Uh, we are going to go all in the game because I'll be here all day long. Uh, but uh, Far Cry is still a considerable amount off. They're currently 39.99 down from 54.99. You can also get Sonic Colors Ultimate 23.99 uh, down from 31.99. Uh, GTA The Trilogy Definitive Edition on PS4 is still £20 off for £34.99 a game. Uh, Mortals Phoenix Rising is currently £20, that's £5 off. Uh, you can also get Jurassic World Evolution 2 on PS5 for £39.99, down from 50 uh, If you are looking for some new games to play this week, Aliens Fireteam Elite is currently at £10 off. Uh, £21.99, is down from £30, £8 off I should say. Uh, back for Blood on PS5 as well. One of the best games we played last year. Uh, 22.99. That is down from 54.99 on PS5. Uh, you can also get Resident Evil Village uh, for 27.99. Down from 46.99. Physical copy on Xbox. Uh, moving on to PC World. Uh, before we do that, though, we will look at Walmart for you US customers. Uh, MSI Codex R uh, is a gaming desktop PC uh, it's currently £300 off, or £250, $250 off, excuse me, uh, $1,099 down from $1,349. That is a very good deal. It has got a five-star reviews currently. Uh, you can also uh, you can also get a Dell gaming computer NVIDIA GeForce GT 1030 graphics core i5 uh, for $343. Although it's down from $393, so it's about $50 saving. Uh, you can also last up from Walmart. Uh, get the number of mouses and headphones currently. Uh, they're all ranging for about three to four pound, three to four dollars off. I keep saying pounds. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, there is a number of them off right now uh, at Walmart. So if you're looking for a brand new PC, there's one there. Uh, you can also get a hundred dollars off on an LG 32 inch class Ultra Gear QHD LED gaming monitor uh, that is currently three hundred dollars down from four hundred. Uh, an even better one, an LG 32 uh, two by 256 body, oh, sorry, uh, 20, uh, 2560 by 1440 HDMI DP. Uh, that is a sync gaming monitor. Uh, that is currently 300 down from $420, which uh, is a remarkable deal. Last up, though, Curry's PC World uh, for UK PC gamers who want looking for some new gear. Uh, you'll be able to find some brand new deals there right now. Uh, starting off with, though, there's a number of mouses currently £10 off at PC. Well, PC Specialist Tornado R5 Gaming PC 
comes with AMD Ryzen 5 RTX 3060 with 2 terabyte H hard drive and 512 SSD gigabyte. Uh, it's currently £100 off down from, down to 1299 So you're saving about £100 there. You can also get the A5X gaming PC. Uh, similar specs with an RX 660 XT, 2TB hard drive, 512GB SSD. Uh, it's currently £100 off down to 1199 at PC World. Uh, you can also save £105 on the R5X gaming PC uh, with the RTX 3060 Ti. £150 off that is still £1,400, a little bit pricey, but it's not a bad deal at all, especially with a high-end PC like that. And that is your deals of the week. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. We'll be talking going into the Dice Award winners. Uh, Fallout New Vegas is reportedly being made by Xbox. And there's a number of other articles, including uh, EA explains why the company may ditch FIFA altogether. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us. Are you looking to start a podcast? Sign up with Podbean. Voted. The number one online podcast app by people like you and its users. Use our promo code podbean.com slash James Inquirer. That's capital G and capital E. I get your first month completely free. It's easy to use. You can record right on the app. No mess, no fuss. Sign up today and get your first month free on us. And it helps us out too. What are you waiting for? Join the number one podcast app on the internet. With promo link podbean.com forward slash games inquirer. I was in the club, something in the bar. I was in the club, something in the bar when I saw that man. Ooh, I was in the club, something in the bar when I saw that man. There was no place for heels in my arms, so I walked over to him and I laid on the charm. Yeah. What's a man like you doing in a place like this? He said, would you like to dance? Fulfill my wish. Make me feel
Welcome back. Happy Pokemon Day for everybody. Uh, speaking of uh, dice earlier, uh, the award winners were announced. We do have the full list. Uh, it takes two. One again. <laughs> it is officially Game of the Year again, uh, as it did in oh. the Game Awards last year. So it's actually won two big awards this year, uh, even though the game's been out for about six months. Uh, it's won twice, which is insane. Uh, it won actually, I think it's multiple times. They've won multiple awards for this game. It's just amazing. Congratulations. To wow, I might need to find a friend to play this game. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> playing on Xbox point. with Benny right now, who's eight, and he is enjoying it immensely. Uh, I've been assigned the female character because he didn't want to play as a girl. Nice. Uh, but, yeah, we are enjoying well, I think we're about four levels in right now. Uh, we will be playing some more later on. Uh, bearing in mind he's eight, so I know people are asking for more content for YouTube. I cannot get my eight-year-old son to jump on YouTube. He's not interested. Uh, but if you are interested in doing some more videos, Chloe, we're still waiting for you. Yeah, I think things are all over the place right now. So I'm working on it. We, we are slight, slowly growing. I think it's because we have a lack of content going off on a daily basis. Yeah. We need to work on that. I uh, know. It's because of man hours, people. It's because of man hours. Yeah. Uh, we are barely short-staffed. Uh, a couple of people we did have, including Callum, broke company policy. Uh, Chloe knows what I'm talking about. Uh, but that's the reason they're no longer here, unfortunately. Uh, which is unfortunate, but there you go. But anyway, uh, It Takes Two has one game of the year at the Dice Awards again. Uh, outstanding achievement in game design. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart uh, also led the pack in nominations. It won outstanding achievement in animation. Uh, in art direction, technical achievement, and family game of the year. Uh, 23 categories in total, and Halo Infinite, Lone Echo 2, Marvel's Garden to the Galaxy, and Returnal all won multiple awards. Uh, the show also on a NetherRealm Studios, Ed Boon, who is the 2022 AIAS uh, Hall of Fame inductee, and Phil Spencer, who received the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, the 25th annual Dice Awards was also held in person at the Mandalay Bay Resort in Las Vegas. Uh, the full list of winners, though, uh, Deathloop uh, came runner-up, uh, but It Takes Two was the outstanding winner for Game of the Year. Uh, achievement in animation, that went to Ratchet and Clank. Uh, they also won Art Direction. Overall achievement in character uh, was Lady Damascus, who also won the award at the uh, Game Awards uh, for Resident Evil Village. She also won that. Uh, outstanding achievement in original music composition went to Returnal. Uh, Outstanding Achievement in Audio Design also went to Returnal. Uh, the Outstanding Achievement in Story went to Gardens of the Galaxy. We had a feeling that would happen. They also won the same at the Game Awards. Uh, Outstanding Technical Achievement went to Ratchet and Clank. Uh, Action Game of the Year went to Halo Infinite. Uh, Adventure Game of the Year went to Gardens of the Galaxy. Family Game of the Year, obviously Ratchet and Clank, as we already spoke about. Fighting Game of the Year, Guilty Gear Strive, which is surprising. Um, Racing Game of the Year went to Forza Horizon 5. That's not Which, a surprise. That's not a surprise at all. A lot of these aren't surprising, to be honest, because a lot of these are the similar winners we saw at the Game Awards in November, December. Which would make sense, because mm. it's not like it they were that long ago. We're only but at I the mean, end of both, February. Both, both award shows use uh, you know, different outlets as part of the judging panel. We have applied to be game the Game Award uh, part of the Game Award judging panel for next year. Um, but they, they have the similar people so it's it's not surprising yeah. they chose similar winners uh rpg game of the year went to endwalker uh sports game went to super rush mario golf 
which is extremely surprising. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Mario Golf won Sports Game of the Year at Dice Awards. Unbelievable. Uh, Age of Empires 4 won Strategy Sim. Uh, immersive Reality uh, went to Lone Echo 2. Uh, they also won uh, Reality Technical Achievement and Game of the Year. They won both of them. Uh, independent Game went to Unpacking, which is incredibly surprising, considering Death Store, Inscription and Loop Hero were also nominated. It went to Unpacking, which I never saw happening. Uh, Pokemon Unite won Mobile Game of the Year. That's something new now. Uh, online Game of the Year went to Halo Infinite. Uh, I would have said that Back for Blood was slightly better as an online game because I don't like Halo Infinite multiplayer, me personally. That's my opinion, but anyway. Uh, outstanding Achievement in Game Design with it, it Takes Two, and Game Direction went to Deathloop. That is all your winners. But uh, one outstanding moment. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, okay. At, at Dice. One thing that kind of overshadowed all the winners uh, was... <laughs> Greg Miller who said to Bobby Totich go fuck yourself <laughs> uh, Greg Miller love you Greg Miller uh, during a live presentation Greg Miller got on stage <laughs> his first words out of his mouth was fuck Bobby Kotich uh, the video game Oscar equivalent was held last night there are a bunch of game words he just announced uh, but industry hype man Greg Miller stayed on Twitter he would use his airtime. Uh, to making enemies uh, and he did just that and he got an outstanding round of applause <laughs> so he's not uh, just be making enemies he might actually be making friends just yeah, yeah. Well, he's gonna make an enemy of bobby cottage well well yeah but <laughs> it, you say that like that's a bad thing yeah i mean speaking <laughs> of uh people calling out bobby cottage jeff Keeley was criticized heavily of refusing to name Bobby Kotich in his opening statement at the Game Awards in December. Uh, generally, though, many visible figures in the game industry are willing to decry the general idea of harassment, uh, but uh, Greg Miller was not, and he came out and said it directly. He named the person he was speaking to, <laughs> which is just awesome. Uh, I mean, such remarks can't be thought for and incisive. Uh, earlier at DICE, EA Senior Vice President and Chief Operating Officer Laura Meal uh, didn't mince words. She said the same thing. Uh, leaders fall, ba- leaders who fall short of basic standards have to go. Uh, it's unusual to attach names like Miller on such a public platform when dealing with this. Uh, but thank you very much to Greg Miller, who used the Dice Awards to say what everybody was thinking. Uh, Finally, what... a piece of news about Trotich that doesn't make me want to curl up in a ball and scream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I do that regularly anyway. But... <laughs> I don't know about Bobby Kotick to call in a bell. You know what I mean. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm under a lot of stress. <laughs> uh, I need therapy. Anyway, uh, EA CEO has explained why the company may ditch me uh, in elite start comments. This came out in the leaked document. Uh, they said what we get from FIFA in a non-World Cup year is the four letters on the front of the box is the biggest selling point of the game. However, in the leak. In a new leaked comments, CEO Andrew Wilson has explained the company is considering ending the license still completely with FIFA uh, because FIFA is trying to charge them $4 billion every four years, which is an insane amount of money for a video game that doesn't make $4 billion over four years. It doesn't even make a billion a year. So <laughs> they'll be in debt. <laughs> yeah. They'll be owing FIFA money. For a lot longer than the game's been out. Just trying to pay off this debt. Four billion. No FIFA. No 
no company, no game development can afford four billion a year. You're greedy as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the comments, which are the CEO's most can remark shit, were made in the company meeting last November. Uh, reviewing its agreement with FIFA and considering renaming the title, uh, they have obviously looked at EA Fifth Pro. Uh, they've looked at a number of other titles. They're looking at creating. Um, suggesting in return the FIFA deal imposes restrictions. It's not just the money; it also imposes restrictions what they could do with the game. Uh, it struggled to build game modes beyond 11 versus 11 uh, because FIFA doesn't like it. They also don't want non-FIFA affiliated brands on the game. Uh, so expand more deeply and broadly into the digital ecosystem around the world of football. Uh, last year, the New York Times reported his EA is fighting with FIFA to be able to expand in other areas, including highlights of real-world football games and offer digital items like NFTs. Uh, we don't want NFTs. Yeah, so can we not, EA please? needs to not do that. Uh, FIFA is just the name on the box. They said they don't think the FIFA name is what stands. They think it's more the gameplay. FIFA on the opposite. Mm. I'd argue it might actually be a bit of both. I I'm I think, I mean, FIFA is such a recognised brand now in gaming. It's impossible to not have a game called FIFA because everybody yeah. knows FIFA. Even if you're never a football game player, if you don't like football games, that's fine. But but you'll if, still heard of the still FIFA know games. what FIFA is. You'll still know the game. So yeah. that completely is going to be damaging for the series. Mm. mostly mainly towards casual players because i think the hardcore gamers will still know that we'll still know that's what it is that's it's it's what it's meant to be but casual gamers will be like where's fifa so that's that's going to be a bit of a transition but at the same time it's not the gameplay that really brings customers in entirely no the brand but when you go to hardcore gamers they're more concerned with the gameplay as far as the name on the box so it's kind of you it's a double-edged sword on both sides fifa is going to lose this because they aren't the greatest company as far as uh, honesty goes or integrity because they are excessively greedy and a number of their senior boards have been arrested for corruption considering they're supposed to be a charity as well they are they make something stupid every year uh, they have also said EA is, is not going to respond to the Verge's comments, uh, request for comments at uh, this time uh, in relation to these arguments. Uh, the New York Times previously reported the cost of the deal is also a key factor. Uh, $1 billion over four years. Apologies, I thought it was $4 billion. Uh, $1 billion over four years. Which, if you think about how much FIFA games make saying that, I mean, that would actually be possible. Because that's $250 million per year. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think FIFA is actually making much more than that per year. I mean, their deal right now isn't that much over four years. So it's basically it coincides with every World Cup. They'd have to pay something stupid. Yeah. Two hundred, like four, Over a billion dollars, basically. Uh, the CEO sought to play down the cost of the deal was the reason the company might walk away from it. He said he doesn't want to pay more money than the license is actually worth. Uh, it's not about that. It's about really our ability to deliver games and experiences that players want. Uh, according to New York Times, the EA FIFA current deal with 10-year deal is set to expire after this World Cup in Qatar. Uh, it's due to run between November 21st and December 18th due to the heat. Uh, they, can't play, they can't get players to go out and play no. during that weather. There's uh, no has... way you can... Yeah. No. There's no yeah. way you can do a summer World Cup in Qatar 
no it's just not during, during the summer months when it's going to mm. be like 70 degrees mm. it's insanely hot uh ea hasn't officially announced what it may call it summer games if it loses the rights to the fifa game uh, but the new york times previously reported a trademark the phrase ea sports fc uh, in the uk and eu uh, which is likely going to be the, the uh, name that they're going to use yeah yeah uh, they also tried uh, EA Fifth Pro and other games. There was other ideas and stuff floating around. Uh, they did prove to the Ars fans to come out with uh, some ideas, suggestions for the name change. Uh, that came out, I think, last November, last November, December. Uh, certain members of the EA community, including myself, got an email asking for that. Uh, but I don't think they actually went with any of the suggestions. Some of them were actually some of what my friends have said they... Uh, they gave was kind of funny uh, i won't name them because they're very childish and uh not appropriate for this podcast Uh-oh. Uh, yeah but i don't think they'd most likely be going with the a sports fc uh speaking of game pass earlier though playstation is officially confirming they are making their own game pass rival uh the journalist so close to the source uh claimed playstation project spartacus is pretty much close to launching, so we could see it this year. Uh, the upcoming uh, new service, which is going to be rivaling Game Pass, uh, is, according to a separate journalist, Jarbon Grub, Jeff Grubb, uh, claims to have obtained new information on Sony's yet to be subscription service and has stated it's pretty close to actually launching. Uh, something probably going to happen by the end of the month uh, with a big announcement. I don't think that necessarily this means publicly. I think in terms of the internal milestone and where the service needs to be, uh, Grub said, according to journalist Spartacus, uh, will be comprised. I'm Spartacus. Will be comprised of three tiers, priced up to sixteen dollars a month. Now, if you look at how much a month costs on Game Pass, how much mm-hmm. is ten nights? That's about fourteen dollars. So this would actually be more expensive on PlayStation. Bear that in mind. Uh, right now, uh, they're called Essential Extra and Premium. Uh, the price holding for the price is $10 a month for Essential, 13 a month for Extra, and 16 a month for Premium. Which is insanely high. Uh, I did not Pass- realise that the best way to rival... Yeah, it's the match price. They've made it to more match all lower <laughs> prices. Yeah. I mean, you can get Game Pass Ultimate for ten ninety nine. So they tried and charged £10 for the even lesser version of this Game Pass. This just seems like a bit of a crash grab because they're running out of ideas. Yeah, they want to compete, but at the same time, this is more expensive on PlayStation. Uh, Xbox Game Pass currently also offers three tiers. The ultimate tier is $10.99, so it's about six, five, six dollars cheaper to get it on Xbox than it would. And it also includes EA Play as well. Uh, the PC tier is £8 or $8 uh, and offers access to PC Game Pass. Uh, which is the limited section of console offering. Uh, the final console tier is seven ninety nine a month, which obviously access the Game Pass library, but doesn't include cloud streaming or EA Play, which is vastly cheaper than what PlayStation is offering. <laughs> Where is the sense here? Uh, for premium, $16 a month, do you get full games? No. Uh, it's like EA Play. You get full game trials. Okay, That's what they're offering. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they're offering demos. They don't know demo. what they're doing, then, clearly. Nah, nah. Uh, pretty much 
as far as Jeff Garb can come out, we can, can find uh, every single game that comes out. It won't be every single game, but it looks most like that. Every game that comes out in the Ultimate on this service that you're paying $16 for is a demo. <laughs> oh, my God. Well. Uh, all first-party titles could come under these trials as part of the premium tier. Uh, you also get classic games and streaming. You're not going to be able to play the full game the $16. No, 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 no. You have to go out and buy that. You will get early access to play the first couple of levels, though, if you're willing to pay that. Is this going to compete with Game Pass? No. Uh, Jeff Grubb continued. You could also get classic games and streaming, uh, which is basically PS Now. Uh, It's the same as PS Now. Uh, You also get a number of classic games as well. Uh, There is also... Oh, I lost my page. Uh, None of the tiers will have cloud streaming. Uh, you will get classic games. Those are classic PS1, PS2 games. Uh, classic games means it also is a major part of the premium tier. So you have game trials, classic games, and streaming on the previous tier. Uh, PlayStation has been notable exception in recent years when it comes to providing access to its back catalogue. Uh, it's not as bad as Nintendo when it comes to uh, losing uh, classic games. They do try to maintain their 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 platform's history. Uh, with PlayStation exclusives, they're not the greatest at it. They do occasionally try and let it slip, but this won't always be the case. Uh, thankfully, this, hopefully we may see some PS1 and PS2 titles come to this because they don't really have the option uh, for the full catalogue. I would like to see some more PS, early PS games. Uh, extra tier, you get downloadable game catalogue, which is anything on PS Now. Uh, seems like it would be in here. Uh, you also heard 250, 300 games will be on, included on the service. You also don't get cloud streaming, but you do get 300 games you can download straight away. Uh, which, uh, uh, Xbox users can play certain games as far as the enjoy Xbox. PS5 can only play PS4. Uh, so if you're on PS5, you won't be able to play the PS3 games anyway. <laughs> uh, PS Now currently offers players hundreds of PS3 games, uh, with PS4 games being available for download. Uh, PS3 games though on the PS5 will only be even played via streaming. So if you're not a fan of uh, Xbox Cloud or Nintendo streaming uh, cloud services, you're not going to really like this very much. Uh, <laughs> PS Now is currently offering hundreds of obviously games. Essential is PS Plus with monthly games. Uh, so it's that's basically essential is PS Plus. Okay. And you've got to pay. I mean, it's cheaper than what it is now. Per month, I think. But at the same time, they're charging $16 or £16 to play a bunch of demos. Yeah. It's not the full games. Because then you'd have to go and buy the full games to finish yeah. it off. But this doesn't apply to free-to-play titles, basically. You can't... This isn't going to work. And so no. immediately rethink this. Like, immediately. Yeah. That is really, really, really bad. That is really bad. Uh, Fallout New Vegas, though, is apparently in very early talks with Microsoft. Journalists has claimed Obsidian could work on the sequel to their classic RPG. Uh, Jeff Grover also stated that Obsidian could create a sequel. Uh, it's now on the same roof as License Hold of Bethesda, so this is uh, something that they are looking to do. Uh, it's very early. They have begun talks. Uh, the words are Obsidian will be making, or could be making, New Vegas 2. Uh, they said they're talking years and years away. Uh, this is least an interest conversations happening right now, but this will actually become a reality later on down the line. Uh, if you are a fan of the Fallout series, uh, you remember Fallout 76 was the absolute 
crap fest that it was, mm. um, Fallout 4 was actually pretty good. Uh, so hopefully uh, New Vegas continues in the vein of being an actual good game uh, from Bethesda uh, and they kind of do something to uh, to, to quell the... Hopefully uh, they won't rush it. Because we all know what happens when... Hmm? They did that with 76. They rushed the development of that game and, and look what happened to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was saying. We all know what happens when gaming developers decide they want to rush games. Yeah. Looking at GTA Trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is news that GTA Trilogy is getting a new patch this week as well. Uh, I'm, yeah, not well gonna, I'm not going to speak about GTA this week. Yeah. But yeah, there is a patch coming for the trilogy. Which wouldn't have been needed if they hadn't rushed the project. But let's not go there. Uh, but anyway, we're going to jump into some break. This is Lost Frequencies featuring Callum Scott. Where are you now? Uh, we're back in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us. You're just like my favorite song going round and round my head. Like my favorite song going round and round my head. Five days on the freeway, riding shotgun with you. Two hearts in the fast lane, we had big dreams in blue yeah. Playing sweet child of mine, and I still feel that line Where are you now? Where are you now? Hey, it's been too long, too long ago, my love Where did we go wrong? Too late to turn around Where are you now? Where are you now? Hey, it's been too long you're just like my favorite song going round round my head Like my favorite song going round round my head You're just like my favorite song going round round my head Like my favorite song going round round my head Uh, welcome back. 
as I've already said, I was in the army. Um, but I may be called Major. This doesn't come from me. <laughs> uh, I did wonder. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nintendo Generation is apparently fragile. <laughs> Uh, U.S. Army Major has said the Nintendo generation, which stems back to 1978, so most of the British military right now, uh, <laughs> are all mm. fragile. Uh, apparently it's because they play more games than they do exercise, which is nonsense. <laughs> uh, we're not all fat slobs. I may be fat, but that's because I have a medical condition. <laughs> that's, that's not a really good excuse. Uh, but Major has seen bones like yours and is not impressed. He's seen my bones, apparently. I'll show mm. my bone. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, leisure activities, including playing games, has apparently led to uh, some very basic injuries uh, during basic training. Uh, blog posts on the USDOD's website uh, has contributed the rise in injuries amongst recruits uh, to reduce physical activities due to playing Nintendo games, according to the major. Uh, John Mark Thibidu, <laughs> Thubidu, Thubid, I can't even say his name. Thibodeau, I'll just call him Thibodeau, uh, serves as a clinical coordinator for Leonard Wood in Missouri, had a snappy way to sum up his quote. He said, the Nintendo generation soldier skeleton is not toughened by activity prior to arrival. Some of them break more easily. It is an unusual label to apply to 18 to 25 year olds who are signing up for military service, uh, given the fact that people of ages have been tucking themselves in front of a TV playing Nintendo for about the last 40 years. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like it's just another excuse to make young people out to be terrible lazy. creatures. Yeah, yep. lazy. He's, he's attacking. He's attacking everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since 1978, they're all we're all fragile. Uh, all manner of technology shifts could be attributed to Gen Z being less physically active, uh, as well as certain global events. Uh, however, and maybe the fact that we don't have time for that anymore because we're forced to work ourselves into the ground five days a week, eight hours a day for limited money yeah i mean nintendo Nintendo became an actual parent company in 1988 but they were making stuff in 1978 so 10 years prior Mm. but he's saying that this is people being at home playing nintendo games uh he's not being strong enough (laughs) specifically nintendo games yeah i i've actually met people like this guy as well when i was in the army there's so many People like I I had a corporal, uh short out to Corp, Corporal Lee. Uh, I don't I don't think he's even gonna listen to this because he was he's a proper stickler in the mud. Uh, but he used to offer people out for a fight. <laughs> That's the sort of people that this guy is. Uh <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Uh is this is ridiculous. Um I was in the army. We didn't have a lot of injuries. I had one uh because I have a bone condition as well. Uh, which affects my joints. Uh, so I had frequent breaks in my knee. Uh, but that was from accidents like falling in a trench. Uh, I wasn't the best. <laughs> I wasn't the best in that case. But that's it's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, the Army Major things were all weak. Uh, Nintendo has acquired an SRD studio, uh, which is a development studio has worked with apparently for decades. Uh, it's announced that it's acquiring the company. Uh, which is getting titles, which has worked on titles including Mario and Legend of Zelda. Uh, the industry as of late uh, 2022 has been defined by the acquisitions. This is the latest one from Nintendo. Uh, obviously, we've seen Sony buying Bungie, uh, Take-Two buying Zynga, Microsoft buying Activision. Uh, Nintendo revealed earlier this month that despite acquisitions happening throughout the industry, uh, it wasn't going to change investment plans. It wasn't looking to make major acquisitions. 
uh, but has revealed it's not against acquisitions that deem necessary. Uh, so this is why it's bought SRD to protect its company focus. Uh, because SRD, if another company was to buy SRD, they wouldn't be able to make games from Nintendo. Uh, the company was founded in 1979. Uh, it has worked closely with Nintendo since. Uh, as reported by Video Games Chronicle, not only has it worked with Nintendo and Mario and Zelda, uh, but it also developed Animal Crossing, including the latest game, uh, Game Builder Garage, 1-2 Switch, and Ring Fit Adventure. Ring Fit Adventure is also still in the top 20. Uh, has been for a long time, including Animal Crossing, which has remained in the top 10 since launch. Uh, which has been about two years. It's remained in the top 10, which is insane. Uh, time on the right and the price has not been named. We don't know the official amount Nintendo has bought them for, but it's obviously going to ravage into the millions. Uh, Sony has also asked a court uh, to dismiss, dismiss the lawsuits against it for alleged gender discrimination, <laughs> which was filed last November. Um, yeah, Emma Mayo, uh, we spoke about this, I think, last year. Uh, yeah. But Emma Mayo uh, sought court approval to turn her case into a class action lawsuit uh, on behalf of other women who work for the company, uh, even though those women have not been named or come forward. Uh, she alleged that Sony discriminates against female employees, including those who are female and those who identify as female, so transgender, uh, in compensation and promotion and subjects them to a workplace culture predominantly by men, uh, which is obvious because the gaming industry is predominantly a male industry and has been since launch. It has been since very inception is most developers are male. So she's suing in Sony for the fact that they hire more men than women. When there are more men that are actually going into the industry anyway. If they were to try and make it 50-50, uh, I'm, I'm going to sound a little bit uh, odd here. But if they were to try and make it 50-50, they'd have a very small studio size. The issue they'd is it, less developers. It, it depends on the reason that... How do I put this? It depends on the reason that they're employing certain people. Yeah. Like, if they're going down the route of you've got two candidates, the one's male, one's female, the female is clearly better for the job, and they still go and employ the male person. No, Sony don't do that. What she's okay. saying is, she's saying there's a work culture in the, in the office that's mainly men, and the reason there's mainly men is because more men are developers. If they were to hire, try and hire 50-50 men and women, there wouldn't be enough developers to make a game in that studio because there isn't enough women going into the. So then, what she actually, so then what she actually needs to do is try and find a way of getting more female developers into the industry first. Yeah, but she's, she's suing. She's suing Sony for the fact they don't hire more women, which is ridiculous because it, she's suing them for a work culture predominated by men, predominated yeah. by men, which is obvious because more men go into the industry. If there was more women, she wouldn't have a case. Mm. And she of, also and wouldn't she's, be trying she's trying to turn it into a, Yeah, I mean, she's trying to turn it into a class action lawsuit uh, on behalf of other women who worked for the company in the past, but she won't name who those women are. She hasn't named them in court documents. We don't know who the women are, and they haven't come forward. She's the only one pursuing this. Uh, she say the sight and the lack of facts uh, Sony is asking the court to dismiss. Mm. She's presenting the lawsuit. They said they haven't. She hasn't provided any evidence whatsoever. Uh, despite the sweeping breadth of her lawsuit, uh, the allegation, which Sony categorically denies, uh, they fail to plead facts to support either her individual claims or the claims of the broad-based class of the women she seeks to represent. She hasn't named them, provided their any details. She's asked for the case to be considered a class action lawsuit without citing who the other women in the case are. <laughs> 
This isn't going anywhere. Uh, furthermore, no. Sony writes in documents and mail have failed to identify a single policy, <coughs> which is uh, kind of basic. It's one thing you would do. Uh, practice or procedure, uh, which Sony has allegedly failed at, uh, which has formed the basis of her widespread intentional discrimination or at any discriminatory impact on women. She hasn't told Ed put in the court documents what exactly they've done uh, as far as what she's actually suing them for. Uh, Mayo's widespread claims of harassment are based solely on an actual allegations of personal activity. Uh, Sony also asked the court to recognise what it calls a conflict of interest because her lawsuit includes an attempt to include all women who work for Sony Interactive. Uh, this will include all of Mayo's managers since 2017, which were all women. Uh, Sony's lawyer said if these managers are including the lawsuit against Sony, irreconceivable conflicts of interest arise because they, come, they still work for Sony. Uh, they haven't even come forward. None of these women are involved in this lawsuit, but she's trying to sue Sony on behalf of these women. That seems so, a bit and, odd. And that, that also uh, diminishes her earlier claim that the company is predominated by men because all of her managers were women. Uh, only time will tell if the courts are willing to approve or dismiss the claim. Uh, they haven't actually gone forward yet uh, because this woman still has yet to provide a single shred of evidence. Ah. Anyway, uh, 2K has reportedly partnered with Lego. We did speak about this, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, where Sony uh, 2K was looking to make a sports game, the visual concepts. Uh, they have partnered with Lego to make sports games, apparently. Uh, Lego has reportedly partnered with Bioshock and Publisher 2K to uh, develop a series of sports games, including a new football game. Uh, they are making a football game for Lego, which is what? interesting. Yes. I that, does, that seems very... <sighs> uh, the company game... We, be co-developed by Sumo Digital, who developed Sackboy and Team Sonic Racing. It is an open-world Lego racing game already in development uh, from Vigil Concepts, which is matching previous reports of developers' advertising job of the same subscription. Uh, Lego racing first... games, I understand. Yeah. I mean, Le Lego racing, but they're making a football game. Yeah, Lego racing games I get. Football? That seems a little bit... I want to see this, to be honest. I want to see it. Because could, you, could you imagine instead of a foul, you took someone's lower half of their legs off and they had to put it back on? <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, but actually. then you yeah, but then you run the risk of like of taking. Oh, you run honest, the risk they, of diminishing they, the quality of football games. Though is the issue there. To, to be honest, if they manage to make a funny Lego game and they follow in the same route as the uh, as like the Lego movies. Yeah, the only way and, they, and that's humorous. Yeah, I, that's I, the I only way that, that's the only way they would be able to do it. You would have to try and go down could the make comedy it serious, route. Could you? You no. could make it a serious football sim with Lego. No. It no. has to be funny. Yeah, you'd have to go. They'd have to go down the comedy route because it's not going to work otherwise. Mm. I mean, I, I would also like to see if they're going to go this route and they could do something with DC as well. Put like Batman in goal, or Batman <laughs> as a referee. That would actually be better. A Lego Batman like, football game. Stand on the sidelines <laughs> wearing. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that, that would be, be really cool. funny. And you could have like a, a player as a joke. If they could do something with DC and implement the movies into this, I would be 100% behind it. 100%. Well, they have already got Lego. Well, there is already a Lego Batman game. 
for one. Yeah, but if they could implement that sort of... I mean, I know Lego has the IP, but I don't think 2K has anything to do with DC because that's Warner Brothers. Yeah. But if they could implement and do a deal somehow of getting those DC characters into this Lego football game, I would be... <laughs> Unbelievable! I would. It would be the first Lego game I've ever played. I would play this <laughs> if, it, if it was like Batman and Joker were like managers, and they had you know, I don't know. Yeah. So like, uh, like the theme tunes, everything is awesome. So I would like, wanna, yeah. So like a cross between Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games and Lego Batman, basically. Yeah, they if they if they could do a mismatch of this and just have like I I don't know. I mean. It's, there's so many. I mean, if you included like Star Wars in this as well, like oh, R2D2 is like like the side of the guy on the side of the picture and something, right? Just make it funny, please. Mm, that's I would the one hundred percent if they did that. Yeah, the only way you can do a Lego sports game is if you make it funny. Yeah. It Don't try to. and make it serious. It's not gonna work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was the news that Nintendo. Uh, that two K. Sorry, I keep saying Nintendo. 2K was teasing, uh, but last up this week, uh, it's a bit of a bit of a movie TV news. Uh, thieves apparently stole two hundred thousand dollars of props, uh, which was used in the TV show The Crown. Uh, Netflix has issued a public plea for the uh, antique props to be returned. Uh, the Dixie series is currently in Mexbridge, Yorkshire, uh, which is where the theft occurred. Three hundred and fifty items were taken, including gold and silver candelabras, uh, a ten-piece silver dressing table, Russian religious icons, and a replica Faberge egg. Uh, the report of theft will not affect production, though they will be going ahead. Uh, Variety said replacement will be sourced. There's no expectation the film will be held up, so we do know it will be happening still. Uh, they have released details on some of the items that were stolen, including a replica of the 1897 Imperial Coronation Faberge coach egg, uh, 12 sets of silver candle holders, uh, 7 gold candelabra, a clock face from the William the Fourth grandfather clock, but not the long case in which it was enclosed. Uh, some Russian religious icons. So basically, they took the, eye, the clock face out. The clock case is stupid. Uh, Russian religious oh, icons. Yeah. Uh, Ten-piece silver dressing table. Uh, Saint Louis gilt crystal glassware and decanters. The items are not necessarily in the best condition. Uh, they are props. They're not the actual items. Uh, but they are worth over $200,000. Uh, the Crown decorator, Alison Harvey, said they are as valuable as pieces to the UK film industry and therefore of limited value for resale. Uh, so it's unlikely they're going to fetch as much if they did try and sell it. Uh, police were called at 4.30 on Wednesday 16th uh, following a report of theft. It was reported three vehicles containing props were broken into. A number of items were taken. Uh, police are investigating and are exist ex exhausting all lines of inquiries. Uh, the case has been filed pending any new lines of inquiry. Uh, the season five will continue. Uh, we'll feature Amanda Stoughton as Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, you can be able to catch up with the crown later this year when it returns to Netflix. And that's it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, please make sure to check out the website, gamesinquire.com. You find us on the socials, Games Inquire. I will be off this week while I recoup my elbow. Uh, thank you too much to Rogue, who will be jumping on and helping me out this week. Uh, to try and get stuff up. Uh, there is a couple more reviews, including Horizon Forbidden West review from Shinobi. That is up on the website right now. Uh, there will be a couple of other videos this, next weekend, as well as this week. I'm trying to put together a video, if I can, uh, to put something up for YouTube. Um, but we will be back next week. Uh, thank you very much from me, from Chloe. Thank you, guys, for listening to the Rumble About Games again. Yes. 
<laughs> I don't know where my brain was going with that. <laughs> we we do look what we do. We, I would like some more people on this podcast. Yeah. So Jake, if you're listening, you come with a northern <laughs> accent down here. No, he's not doing that. <laughs> From Somerset. Uh, but we'll be back. We'll be back. It's a private joke anyway. Uh, but we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next Sunday. Uh, thank you. Love you. See you all next week. Take care. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. It's the Talking Games Podcast.